0: On this episode of AV Week, we take a look at SEN's top 50. What it means that we have a spread of $1 billion down to $10 million in the AV industry. Also take a look at the ramifications of the move of presidents on the tech industry. All that and more next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry.
2: Are you listening
3: to this? This is AV. This 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 is is AV Nation. Nation.
0: This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode four eighty five, recorded Friday, December fourth, twenty twenty. Get out.
2: Support for
3: AV Nation is brought to you by Extron, industry leading technology backed by world class support, and by Sennheiser. For over 75 years, Sennheiser has been a leader in pro audio and is now offering a wide variety of touchless and traditional audio solutions for both corporate and educational campus-wide audio.
0: This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news, and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. First and foremost, my buddy, Mr. Jeremy Caldera, due north of me in uh, the great city of Peoria. Go Chiefs. Welcome, sir
2: hello greetings everyone
0: uh it's also the home of avanti's my favorite italian restaurant if you've ever cared to you know what my favorite italian restaurant is so uh also uh, just north of him is adrian boyd um in the great state of chicago yes i said state because that's an illinois joke go ahead adrian fair.
1: that's fair enough good yeah. good morning good afternoon good evening
0: and good night. Uh, and last but not least, a first timer on this show, at least. Uh, Murphy has been on several others and actually written for us. Uh, so you two be nice to her. Uh, Murphy Daly, welcome. And she's from the, uh, depends on which side of the aisle you fall on, but let's just say the state of California.
3: <laughs> nice to be here. It's so glad to uh, join the illustrious. Uh, aviation i guess
0: we're all illinoisans except for murph so yeah, that all that yeah. works no that there, the there's a there. couple of there was a couple of commentators would, which would have said the uh people's republic of california or the you know uh there's other names for california that i won't get into but joe way can tell you all of them because you know anyhow
3: we have no water in the air
0: right now that yeah okay and you also Come have no, no water out other places too because you guys have a really bad drought sometimes
3: the drought's okay but here in los angeles the edge of los angeles county where i am the air the humidity is about 15 so it's really dry and It's
0: beautiful and here it's cold so hey yeah. it's all you know six to one uh <laughs> the first story comes to us from our friends over at scn uh system contractors news and av network uh, dot com and in case you hadn't heard and you've been under a rock you can join us AV Nation and Av Network, my buddy, my buddy Megan Dada, on the 10th, which is this Thursday. If you're listening to this, when would post uh, for an entire day, almost five CTSRUs, Go to AvNetworkNation.com to register and hang out with us all day. Um, they annually will post a, uh, a list of the top 50 um, integrators in the U.S. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, foremost, this is self-reported. Um, meaning that you have to submit your paperwork. And the reason I'm, I'm mentioning that is there are several um, integrators, in the, in, at least in the States, who do not uh, for various reasons. And, and we've had a couple of them on. Uh, we've had a couple on from Canada who, who haven't submitted as well. There are reasons for that. If, it's that. if that's you, cool, Groovy, good on you. We're going to talk about the 50 who did, though. Uh, And one of them is is our buddy, Mr. Jeremy Caldera in IAS. In addition to being on the 50, Jeremy, you are also part of the four integration firms to watch in 2021. I'm going to read um, the piece here from, uh, from Megan. Over the past five years, quote unquote, IAS has seen corporate growth due to a booming economy and economic growth in general. However, most recently, the company has seen advancement in higher education for distance hybrid learning due to the pandemic. So... Jeremy, when it comes to, you know, looking at this list and seeing where IAS lands among, the, among this, I mentioned the fact that you're in Peoria. Peoria is not uh, the biggest city in, in the state of Illinois. It's also not the smallest. It's somewhere in the middle. Uh, but you've also got a good number of corporate clients, um, both from, uh, you know, that are headquartered in, in the Peoria, but also um, have offices there. When you're looking at what you have in common with the rest of this list, you know, what are you guys looking at for 21 and also 22 and 23?
2: Uh, You know, for me, it's, it's, I've always said this, right. It's going to come down to um, labor anymore. Right. And that's how you excel as an integration company. It's not in parts, parts have been commoditized. Right. So for us, it's service contracts. It's, it's uh, you know, maintenance agreements, it's, it's recurring revenue. It's, it's trying to find those, those pathways. Right. And I mean, like you said, we're fortunate enough, even though we're in, dead center of Illinois right you know we're a regional enough company that you know we can get almost anywhere with all the interstate access that we have and travel nowadays and uh, we can support the multiple fortune 100 companies that are either based here or nearby us here uh, very easily and very quickly and I think that you know for us going forward it's important to recognize that um, you know the AB industry is ever evolving right I mean we've learned that not only from COVID but even prior to COVID Right as to what the types of technology are, and I think being able to be forward-thinking and identifying that is, uh, you know, what puts us on this is list is uh, integration firm to watch. At least, I, at least I hope that's a good reasoning for it. Uh, I think that that a lot of those companies that you see on the on the top fifty list, um, you know, they, they've accomplished that. They they do that. They are the forward-thinking. They are uh, always trying to figure out the next big best thing. Right.
0: Well, and I'm going to ask you the same question because I'm going to take this to, to Adrian and, and Murphy here. We, The other part of this list is the spread. Um, and, and not that anybody needs me to say this, but the number one list, the number one integration firm on the list is ABISPL, um, With the deal that was done earlier this year. Um, the, with the merger and acquisition, and, and, and the the, I, it's, I can't quite say it was an acquisition or a merger because it was the Whitlock side that the banking people behind Whitlock that did it, but Whitlock and AVISBL combined, and now we have a billion-dollar AV uh, integration firm. The smallest, though, is a, a firm out of uh, Maryland, Beltsville, Maryland, ITI Systems, at not quite ten million dollars. So Jeremy, question to you, and I'll get Adrian and and Murphy on this. What does that spread tell you about the industry in general?
2: There's a lot to be said for servicing large scale clients versus um, your everyday mom and pop shops, right? I mean, that's a terrible way to kind of recognize that though, right? But it's like anything, right? When you you think about corporate America as, as a whole, not even just the AV industry, right? You've got the Fortune 50s, Fortune 100s of the world, but the majority of the makeup is small business right uh so we as a navy integrator and the size of my company which is under that 10 million mark right we're we're, we fall under that small business but then we also service all of that small business so for us it's really easy and it's sometimes more cost effective and economical for companies like us to service companies like that uh versus uh the billion dollar companies that come in who have sometimes significantly more overhead than me some i Get, we can go on for hours about the different number of factors that come into play here. Right. But um, you know, it, it's interesting to me that we have a billion dollar AV company now, but um, you know, I think strategically where we are based out of and the regions and the majority of the people that we serve uh, I, I think still leave room for uh, companies like us.
0: Right. Adrian, I, I mentioned this, the, the fact that number one is AVISPL 1.1, billion dollars. Second on that is diversified down to 800, or not down to, but $855 million. Then it starts getting really interesting and that this is where I'm going with this, with this question. Kenley uh, out of Amsterdam uh, is 277 million AVI systems. You one of your uh, uh, old haunts 260 million and avidex rounds out the top five at $152 million, 1.1 $1. 1 billion to 150 million in the top five, Adrian. So that even that spread, that jump is is quite significant as well. What does that tell you uh, about the the health of the industry the, the economic health of the industry?
1: Well we've always known that our industry as a whole has been fairly healthy. We have our ups and downs we, we certainly a lot of us remember the 08 nine there was a lot of market upheaval. Yeah. Um, now I think we are starting to see how all of that struggle has now started to bear fruit where companies are able to quickly and very agile, right, pivot, right? COVID has not done our industry a lot of favors, right? <laughs> but there are companies that were, they they took their experiences from what happened before and they were able to pivot and they've done quite well. But also we, when we look at what SCN did is they said, well, we know there's been a little bit of, challenges for this year we're going to do an average of three years right yeah so when we look at all these numbers yes we're at a billion dollars but it's also that's a billion dollars over three years and we just had a merger so i think it'd be really interesting when we get into the next two years you know when this comes out again to see what sort of has kind of streamlined right because now we'll have a year snapshot, not three years old. the. You don't up. think
0: they'll? They don't think they'll average the, for the next two or three years. I, I don't see
1: them, and I don't know anything. I, I, so. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I think AVI SPL is the powerhouse. It's always going to have a high, um, yeah, valuation, right? What, what I'm asking you is sitting do you, at a certain level.
0: Do you not think that again? And I don't know anything. I've not talked to Megan about this, but I don't see them doing. I don't see Sen doing a one-year snapshot for at least two or three years. Would you disagree with that? I,
1: it, I mean, that all depends on what, on what SCN really wants to, you know, have this top 50 mean, right? Yeah. You know, if we're using this as a barometer of industry health, and it's t- and it's been typically, you know, coming out of your, you know, you're submitting your, kind of your receipts for a year and saying, hey, where are we are. But, you know, this period that we're looking at is, well, let's just take everything as an average for the last three years. Yeah. It gives us a different set of numbers. So, you know, we're going to have to look at this chunk of time when we do that, when this is done again and look at it again and again to kind of get a better barometer, right? Cause it, it seems with everything right now, we kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt, right? We're, we're having, um, we're having a lot of companies doing really, really well. We're having a lot of companies struggle and it doesn't matter what vertical you're in. And it's not just our industry too. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of, everyone's sort of going, eh. you know,
0: eh. Eh. I like that. I can't, I can't make that a name of the episode, but I would, if I could spell it. So, all right, <laughs> Murphy. Uh, thanks. Um, what do you, what do you say from, from taking a look at this and, and, and Adrian's right. And i I messed up here. I should have said that on the, on the outset, uh, when Megan started this process, she said, look, this is a crappy year. Let's do an average of three. So this is an average of three years. Um, but in the article, though, they also list what uh, the revenues were for last year, for 2019 explicitly.
3: Yeah.
0: But what does this tell you for, my, for, for this industry?
3: My background, starting my career in Silicon Valley during the dot-com boom, everybody wanted to start a startup and they had an end game. We're going to start a startup. We're going to get bought by somebody big. So what is the end game when people are starting an AV company? And there's two mm-hmm. ends of it now too. I've been, uh, I have an entrepreneur, I have, my husband has a business for himself and so I'm a co-partner in that and I talk strategy with him all the time. What are we doing with this company? You have to have the, um, the you have to have profit while you're running it, but then you got to go, why are we starting it? Why? How are we going to get out? Um, who, all of these large companies, AVISPL, They are AVI SPL because AVI and SPL came together and became a company and they have become a confederacy of other companies coming together. So that's got a certain critical mass that's going to go forward. Um, I don't know that our industry is going to stay purely AV. There are a lot of companies that are AV that's one of their pillars of a, a suite of things that they do. Um, I recently uh, was working with Converge One, that was what they were doing there. They had a whole lot of things that they do and there's a lot of companies that do that. So um, is AV going to continue to be its own thing, like AVISPL is continuing to do AV or is AV going to become a piece of other companies' business packages? And as people start, one of the great things about AV that I love is um, you can start a little AV company. And you can do a million dollars and feel awesome. Some guy who started out um, running sound at his church can start a million dollar company with, like you were talking about Jeremy, servicing small businesses in his area and growing and kind of building a thing and taking care of business. So this is part of the churn of this industry. It is little companies that end up either, you know, growing or getting bought so the health of the industry is is fine, and we're going to have ups and downs because, well, there's business now, and there's not business then, and as things go along. But this is um, this to me looks like a healthy chain of types of companies across the industry. And mm-hmm. where you think about where is each company going to go? Is this one going to um, uh, grow bigger? Is it going to sell? Uh, there's the other thing too. Is um, at what point does the person who started the company that grew it to a several million dollar company or hey, billion dollar company, good luck. Um, when are they gonna retire? When are they gonna sell it? When are they gonna get bought? Where are they gonna hand off to the next generation? There's a lot of companies um, that are thinking about transitioning in that way too.
0: Yeah, and the, and the whole, the getting out part really kind of speaks to a number of, in a, in a certain demographic and a certain you know, um, um, generation because there are a number of folks who are getting to a certain age um, that either have not sold yet and they don't have a good exit strategy. Um, so th- that will be interesting to watch over the next three to five years. It really will.
1: And what's really interesting is what Murphy mentioned is, you know, with, the top, with three of the top four, all of, a big chunk of their growth has been through mergers and acquisitions yeah. throughout their mm-hmm. company's history. AVI-SPL, Diversified, and, and AVI Systems. They've all had these sort of big key mergers and acquisitions that have grown their company, grown their footprint, and helped contribute to their growth as, you know, uh, a leader, you know, are, are sort of an AV industry leadership of, of, of sorts, right? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what that next step is going to be for them, but also a lot of the other companies, because that's where we're at. We've, we've all seen it in our regions where companies... They didn't have a proper exit strategy and it's, they've collapsed. And, you know, you've got people going, I don't know what I'm going to do versus companies that have great exit strategies. They do things like ESOPs or they, you know, they look for a merger or they, you know, an executive leadership team buys it out from the owner. So there's lots of those situations that we have in our industry and we see it all the time.
0: Yeah. All right. uh, Next story comes to us from our buddy, uh, Craig McCormick, how Biden presidential term could affect AV integrators and tech giants. This is not a political story. I want to repeat, Caldera, this is not a political story picked kind of, on. It kind <laughs> of is. It kind of is a political story. I I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek. It, it's somewhat a political.
2: political. Story. Come on.
0: It is a, no, it <laughs> really it is a political story because you know the different stripes, uh, different colors of of states and ties do have different takes on businesses. And that's exactly what what would um, McCormick is talking about here from the article. While it's too early to say what Joe Biden's first term as president of the United States will mean for AV integrators, uh, other tech le- and other tech leaders for the next four years, it's clear that Biden's policies seem less friendly to large corporations than Donald Trump's have been. This actually goes right, <laughs> right off of the talk about AVIS, Pale, and Diversified, and others. Um, um, Adrian, go ahead.
2: Hundred percent
3: agree. Um, <laughs> I- I like to, I'd like to say. It's kind of cute to think that we're talking about AV companies as big. There's one billion dollar company. Good
0: for but you. There's, a, there's one
2: that's 800 million. <laughs> I, I a, don't know. I, I'm going to argue the opposite where it's going to affect companies of my size more than it's going to affect AVASPL. Okay. okay. Tell me how. I, I mean, it's it's tax increases across the board. That's oh, what's okay. really going to hurt companies. That are the smaller companies, the under fifty million dollar a year companies, mm-hmm. they greatly affect us. And I'm in Illinois, so if I could pick my company up and move it in any direction, up, uh, you know, north, south, east, west of Illinois, I would be far happier because I'd be paying way less in taxes in general, right?
3: Move to Nevada, Florida, Texas.
2: So- Anywhere, right? (laughs) Anywhere but the state of Illinois and maybe California because there's the second- I I'm just going to say, yeah,
3: don't go You're talking
2: to a Californian there. In in all reality, Illinois and California are the two worst when it comes to small business taxes and driving business out of the state, right? So I've got a state problem, but at the same time, having that state problem means I don't want a federal problem too, right? So uh, I can tell you that all of my employees see more money in their paycheck now with the tax policies that are currently in place. We as a corporation pay less in taxes than uh, previously we did, and I have a genuine fear that that is going to increase be, mm-hmm. just based on the actual policies that I've seen and read. So as far as that goes, that that's a big thing. I mean, there's other parts of the of the article here that go into the tech giants like the Googles and Facebooks and things like that, but you know those don't really affect me. They have nothing to do with me and my day to day, which affects my bottom line and my bottom dollar. Right. So, however.
0: And this is where I'll say the however part. I, I think it will affect us. Uh, and this is the reason why. Uh, one of the parts of the article talks about the trust, the antitrust legislation uh, that is very possible to be implemented here. And when you talk about GAFA, and just as a reminder, GAFA is Google, Apple, Facebook, uh, and Amazon. And these are companies that, even within the Trump administration, have been targeted um, for possible antitrust. Um, uh, Legislation—they've gone after Microsoft uh, as, as as late as as, as recently as uh, six months ago—and um, so it's very possible that an even more progressive uh, um, uh, arm of, of the government, uh, with, under President Biden, which one would assume since he's a Democrat, it would be you know more more progressive and, and less business-friendly than than the Trump administration. That is possible. What that means, though, and for those of you who are younger, let's say than Murphy. Um, because I know how, a- how old Adrian is and he and I are roughly the same age. Um, w- in the late 70s, I still remember Ma Bell being broken up. Okay? Ma- a- AT&T used to be a big company. And I, w- I understand what I'm going to say here. at and used to be a monopoly. And it was, the, it was the nationwide phone company and they broke it up a- under, under the antitrust legislation Forty years later, guess what? It's back together again and it's almost as big as it was. And you could argue, and, and you know, there were probably somebody who would who would do the the math on the, the, okay. the, the dollar difference. So
3: it's that ba- it's it is so different than it
0: was then though. How so? I, I'm I'm asking because because here's the thing that that, that they broke it up, we mm-hmm. all paid different, you know, different rates, and then they eventually came back together. What I'm saying is, this is going to impact us on on, on from an AV standpoint because there's a lot of, of products that our our integrators sell and use that if they spin it off and break it up, who knows going to who's going to be running which one?
3: Okay, you're talking about uh, as a model comparison the yes the um, AT and T mm-hmm. model. Well, let's also talk as a model comparison for an antitrust experience, what happened with Microsoft and Netscape. Yep. By the time we already have forces in process, Google and Facebook are already, and Amazon's a big one, but um, are already kind of getting some erosion in place. So by the time Netscape had their day with Microsoft it was a totally moot point it because the, 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 the industry, the, the, the customers had moved on. So we already have people making their choices. So the customers, the market is going to affect this. Interesting. M- micro, um, Ma Bell, Sold something that absolutely everybody needs, and there was not a competitor in any way. Yep. So that is a totally different experience than what's happening with these tech people. There are already freedom to do the things that those industries do. So
0: let me ask you a question because you you make a really good point here. Are you suggesting then that the government shouldn't even mess with it because the market the the, the market's already there, and that should be the regulation that that should regulate you know them.
2: Well, self-regulating is scary. is scary in its own right. And I'm not a big fan of regulation by any way, shape, or form. Right? I mean, I'm anti-regulation. Right? So, but I mean, here, here. at a certain point, it becomes a problem.
0: That's well, what but here's mean, the thing: Murphy that's makes a very good point, though. That and 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 I shouldn't have used it as an example, but you know, that's the that's the last antitrust thing that I can think of because they were 100% a hundred percent monopoly. And and she's right. This is not a monopoly.
2: Won't. No, it's not. So <laughs> I. I I think there's a bigger concern when it comes to other stuff that we're gonna see between political administrations and actually stuff, problems that we're seeing right now that Trump is tackling, that Biden's gonna tackle too. That starts getting into the freedom of speech kind of stuff, right? That's a whole nother topic. That That stuff's gonna be, that's what's gonna be regulated before this antitrust stuff because I do agree that it is kind of self-regulating in that there's still competition out there, right? They haven't gobbled up everybody yet, right? Um, and, oh, and they're still not seeing, going to, no, is, and they're the not, thing is, yeah. right. They're not, I mean, they might try to like do some more regulation and things like that, but I don't think it's to that point. Like what the comparison is that we're making with AT&T. Right. Um, and, and that's just my opinion, because and I, and I do agree with you. I, I think it is going to self-regulate to some respect, as scary as that could be sometimes with the big guys, the market will drive that. Right. And that's, that's the great part about having the markets that we do. Right. Yeah.
1: But it's, what's interesting when we talk about these, the, you know, Facebook and Google and Amazon, Apple, the big, the problems that they're running into now has mostly been directed by the EU in terms of what they're looking at in terms of privacy and protectionism with similar products and technologies in Europe, right? That's where Europe is kind of driving a lot of these things. Um, you know, back here, North America, it's a different, you know, it's a different bit of a play, but at the same time, we do have state's attorneys in the federal government in, in, in the U S don't know so much about Canada, but because of the products and services that these companies have developed and we use how entrenched they are. Right. It does. You do find areas where, um, competition is so there is no competition. They're the only game in town. So in that sense, it is possibly a monopoly, right? There's, you know, if you wanted to get a product that was like uh, Amazon's Alexa, right? You, who do you have that's comparable? Apple's got something. Google's got something. Um, Microsoft you has something. just say Apple brutality. has something they have there with Surrey. You're like, so cute.
3: <laughs> I got one right there.
1: Oh, like, that's so. Scary. So you, you look at products that are similar, but but there isn't like a, a third party product from somewhere else out there. Oh, I don't know, maybe Josh AI? Sure there is. They're, they're, you know, so you look at things, um, we, when we look at devices, right? There's only a couple companies make similar products. Um, When I look at that group, Apple's really the only I might get myself a little in trouble, but when you look at Apple, Apple I think is really the only true sort of all-encompassing, all-in-one
0: hardware. They're a
1: hardware company that has a bunch of stuff. Amazon was a, you know, we're an online marketplace that grew into those things. We have Google, which was a search engine company that's grown into other things because they felt it added market value to their search product, right? Facebook was something that was, oh look, grandma's got photos now and grandma's on Facebook and we can share things. That grew into something. Apple started off as a hardware company that has kind of stayed true to some of its elements and roots. So in terms of, if, if they want to come in and break up company, how are they going to do that? How are you going to break up some of these products and services that all of these companies have built that we all exist on, right? Apple, you know, like Amazon may be able to spin out its, its cloud computing services and it'd be a separate entity. You know, Google might Google can probably spin thir- certain things out because of how they restructured their company under the Alphabet umbrella. Yeah.
3: Okay. There's there's two categories here. There's a category of isn't it cool to have things like oh it's cool to have a smart home and have Alexa or Apple Home all those things. Okay, that is not essential to living. That's a nice to have. I gotta have a phone, Ma Bell. So. Um, we are at the point where it is no longer not, it's no longer it's no longer optional to have internet con- connectivity in homes. Yeah. COVID is teaching us that. So there is, Srego can talk about this like crazy. There's a problem that we don't have connectivity to all the places. There's this weird antitrust thing that needs to be broken up with the net- network providers. Well, that's not a rigid, immovable thing. Go talk to the guy down the street over there, Elon Musk, sending satellites as fast as he can up into... To give us to give the world internet connectivity. So yeah, I, these are not solid. These are not in in intractable. They're happening.
1: See so I, I, the and I can of- I can get on board with, with antitrust when it comes to an ISP, right? Because you walk into pick a, pick a city. You have one, maybe two providers in town and mm-hmm. nobody else can get in because of how you've got and, contracts and, written with state well, and local yes, governments.
0: And that that is the that is the legacy of cable. Quite right. frankly, that's the legacy of, of cable operators.
1: Right. Uh, so so I would, would be, be on board with that. This, I think, is just a outside of what is it, Section two uh, two hundred eight. You know, that's the number. This, I don't even know why we're bothering with with, with this as a country. You know, you right. know, Europe is going to do their own thing because they have stricter privacy laws than what we do.
2: You know, what? Europe's going to do it, and we're going to have to just follow it. So that, that, and, and, and they've I already think done are, it. That's the thing. They've already done to, it.
0: Yes. Jer- Jeremy actually makes a really, really good point. And, and GDPR <laughs> is is one of those regulations that will come at some point. And Murphy is is excused from this because California has a version of GDPR. Um, where eventually the U.S. Uh, will have to make some sort of, of legislation similar to GDPR. Simply so because the, the tech in, industry um, doesn't want to make two different sets of rules.
2: Right, and right hopefully everybody will be compliant i mean yeah. because we're a global economy now; everything we do is global so we're going to see that kind of merger it's going to be the world and then california
0: right no that's i mean california we're picking on california too much but i think california does follow a lot with with, with what europe already does I hope Right. So. which is why I mean, which is why i said that, that gdpr is already in california a version of it don't send me letters i know it's not exactly gdpr and,
1: no. and a lot of this boils down to and i forget who made the statement but i, I it was very you know, Ross Perot. Stuck with me is. <laughs> we we never knew that data was worth anything until someone started charging for it. I'm, I'm paraphrasing it now, right? It's one. We we gave our data away for free, with an expectation, and now we're at the point of going, oh my, we've given too much. Now we're trying to claw it back, and it's so entrenched, it's very difficult to do. out of the bottle, baby. Oh,
3: yeah. oh no, oh no. People figure it out. <laughs> Mike, are we quoting someone else? Um, life finds a way.
0: <laughs> oh come on, not Jeff Goldblum. I love
3: Jeff Goldblum. I do. Too.
0: His his, his show on Disney Plus is fantastic, by the way. All right, um, and we're recording this on Friday, which means that my brain is already into the Mandalorian. I haven't watched it yet, so don't any uh, give me any spoilers but Rosario Dawson and the week before that, you had Starbuck, yeah, I'm, I'm all into, into Mandalorian Hardy. So uh, if you're not watching it and you're not a Star Wars fan, then don't at me either. Thank you all so much. Uh, Mr. Caldera, first of all, thanks. Uh, congratulations on making the, the yeah. SEN top 50 and the top four people or, or, or firms to watch. Uh, how do people connect with you and your fantastic organization?
2: Uh, it's IASTechnology.net. Or uh, Jeremy underscore Caldera on uh, the Twitter, also Facebook. I think I have an Instagram somewhere. I, I don't know I'm, all that stuff.
0: All right, very good, uh, Mr. Uh, Boyd. Nice to see you as always, sir.
1: Thank you. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm the. I have the longest Twitter Twitter handle. I think you keep tweet uh, teasing me about. It's I mean, uh, you. A- you and Phil Cordell both. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about Phil and me. Underscore av underscore cad underscore guy on twitter uh, i'm also um, uh, now a sales engineer with d10 and we uh, yeah. manufacture all-in-one zoom appliances um, so if you're so inclined to look at zoom uh, rooms we probably have some of the uh, best cla- in class products out in the market right now they're pretty
0: slick I- i've messed with them around with uh, with our-, our buddy chris Detto. I a yeah. couple of different shows. So uh, Chris works for Staren, Staren sells.
1: Staren, Staren is one of our partners. And...
0: Yep. Murphy, so nice to have you uh, finally on this show. Uh, like I said, you bounced around aviation for quite a while and, and I, I finally get to land you. So uh, how do people connect with you if they would like to?
3: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and LinkedIn written by Murphy, all one word, just to make it easy. And uh, right now I'm looking for my next opportunity. So if you got a job, let me know. I can do yeah. so much for the AV industry and I'd love it so much. I'm so glad to be part of this podcast.
0: Specifically, if you could write your ticket or write your job, who would who, who or what would you do? That didn't sound right. Who, who would you work for or what would you do? <laughs>
3: Uh, I really like UC a lot so I'd love to help the world get better at it and I think that the AV industry is the best place for that to happen honestly but there's a lot of maturity that needs to happen from the AV industry providers.
0: That's fair that's fair all right Uh, for me for Tim Albright don't follow me uh, because at this point in the season I'm bemoaning the fact that the bears still suck uh, but they're still my bears. um um, but go by the website if you would please avnation.tv that's avnation.tv find this program and a host of others while you're there check out our supporters these are the folks who help us bring you av week and rising week and all the others also i mentioned this at the top of the hour or top of the show uh go by av network nation Dot com. You can hang out with me and Megan Dutta, a whole lot of really great folks uh, for the day on December 10th. Get yourself 4.75 CTSRUs. It's called the AV Network Nation uh, event. Uh, really great stuff. And Megan's doing two panels. I'm doing two panels, lots of really, really great keynotes. So check that out at avnetworknation.com. So thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the whole time we have for AV Week. <laughs>